Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. If it is your first time here, we're so happy to have you. I'd like to announce that I am auditioning for the play, Oklahoma, and I'm wearing a slutty Western outfit as we speak. I'm just kidding. I'm referencing Euphoria episode three. Last night was Euphoria night, the best night of the week. And if you saw it, you know it was absolutely insane. I think the best episode yet. Episode three was amazing. The opening gay scene with Cal Jacobs had me. Controversial opinion. I feel so bad for Cal. The actor who plays him is so good. Going from so domineering in season one to completely helpless in season two. And then all the sex scenes this episode and Cassie's manic outfit choices and Elliot and Jules flirting. I see why they're dating in real life now. And the fake outs this episode, oh my god, they kept doing like fake scenes that were just like fantasies of the characters not actually happening, but like the craziest shit would happen in them. And me and my friend just kept gasping so loudly. Her neighbors probably thought we were having sex. We were watching Euphoria, like Midwestern dads watch football, just flat out screaming profanity at the television while drunk on a Sunday. Euphoria Day is the best day of the week and i cannot wait for episode four but i will shut up about it for now um let's get into the lessons of today's episode so the first one is that so many celebrities have been dying in hollywood this week and it's fucking crazy it's like the grim reaper has come to town or something and we're going down a whole list of celebrities who died and what happened to them and their stories and it's absolutely crazy so you want to stick around for that and we're going to talk about adele canceling her Vegas residency at the last minute and causing a huge uproar online and with her fans and then posting a crying apology video to Twitter as if she's a canceled influencer. It's honestly a little cringy how Adele handled it. So we'll get into why I think she could have handled it better. But um, until then, before we get into everything, can you just rate this podcast five star on Spotify and follow us so you don't miss any of the future episodes. And if you're doing this on Apple Podcasts, you can rate us five star there, leave a little review and subscribe to us there. It would help me out so much. So yeah, let's get into all the lessons today. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Turn me round, treat me like a watch, bust me down mm. On the kitchen floor, right on that towel It's my take and I want it now, ow Tell me how you want it, put me on my back, on my stomach Baby, let me blow it like a trumpet I could do it all, I could probably suck a watermelon into a straw Believe me, every other day, new wig, new hair Come take me out this mood glare I be waiting on you with some lingerie Drop this pussy down low like bombs, sway, boom Nothing but a robe in your house I wanna put these pretty pink clothes in your mouth Send news to your phone while you working Boy, you gotta see this shit in person, believe me We can't just keep talking about it We think too often about it We can't just be cautious about it I wanna get wild So many celebrities have died in the last week in so many different ways It's like an episode of 1,000 Ways to Die They say people die in threes Well, this week people are dying in 700s I don't think there's been a week or year so far with more headlines of people dying. I feel like I keep saying dying and it's like putting bad juju into the air. But anyway, so I thought I'd make an episode about it. 
But in all seriousness, so many people have lost their lives this weekend. It's very depressing and shocking. So let's get into them. Uh, we're going to touch on four who have died and how and what happened and yeah, just what the fuck happened. So the first one is Thierry Mugler, legendary and super, super famous fashion designer. Thierry Mugler died on Sunday at the age of 73. So just yesterday, you know him for founding his self-named fashion label Thierry Mugler. A ginormous list of the biggest celebrities have been dressed by him. It was a huge honor to have an outfit made by him. He was like a celebrity to these celebrities who all wanted to get their hands on him and wanted them to make you know them something custom and wear down the red carpet and feel like a little cunt. Like it was a status symbol and a symbol of how respected you were in the fashion world to be dressed by him. And people would boast about it once they did. Ahem. Every other day, new wig, new hair. Come take me out this Mugler. Send nudes to your phone while you're working. Boy, you got to see the shit in person. Believe me. That's Cardi B bragging about being dressed by Mugler and Wildside with her and Normani. So, but yeah, he did like Kim Kardashian's iconic wet beach Barbie, super cinched waist Met Gala look um, that Kim could not even sit down in, but was fucking iconic. He created looks for none other than Beyonce for her tour in 2009. He did looks for Madonna, David Bowie, Rihanna, and basically any Illuminati-level famous celebrity. Something us common folk could never afford. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of tributes to him on social media today from all of these celebrities who he has worked with before. Um, His death was announced last night on his Instagram. His loved ones put on his Instagram, which is the black screen as the photo. They wrote, We are devastated to announce the passing of Mr. Manfred Thierry Mugler on Sunday, January 3rd, 2022. May his soul rest in peace. Isn't it crazy that that's how we announce people's deaths these days? And then their Instagram gets turned into like a memoriam. Like, oh my God, think about the day when your Instagram is going to be a memoriam. That's crazy. Like there's going to be so many and just in like a hundred years when like the social media era is looked back on, like all of our Instagrams will just be memoriams. Oh my God. It will say like in memoriam and then it'll be like thirst traps and like photos of me with my like ass out like on a beach and like pictures of my food that no one gives a fuck about. It's a great memoriam. Um, I guess it's better than like newspaper obituaries. But anyway, his death was ruled um, just by natural causes. Like that was the cause of his death. Kind of what we were told about Betty White's at first. You know, he just got old enough. His organs just stopped working, unfortunately. Um, so RIP to Thierry Mugler. He was quite the icon. Again, we'll be seeing a bunch of tributes to him today. I'm sure you'll see one. Meatloaf is the second celebrity we're going to talk about who died. Yes, that's a person, not just a food. Um, The food should also die because it's gross. But Meatloaf, the 74-year-old singer and actor who you may know from his album Bat Out of Hell, the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light, or movies like Fight Club and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, the one who Tim Carey murdered with a (laughs) pickaxe in the movie, not in real life. That's not how he died. Um, I feel like all of our parents know Meatloaf for some reason. Like He was very, very famous. So, yeah, he also died. His real name was actually Marvin Lee Aday, but was nicknamed Meatloaf by his football coach because he was fat. I'm pretty sure I was given a nickname for being fat when I was younger. Probably a bunch of nicknames, you know, besides just fat ass or fatty. I surprisingly wasn't ever called Fatty Patty, like Debbie Ryan's character in Insatiable was, and that's why she grew up to be a murderer. I was never called Fatty Patty. But I was given more nicknames for other unfortunate parts of my appearance, like my big head. Someone nicknamed me Megamind because apparently my 
skull was just that big. Anyway, good for Meatloaf for turning his nickname into a profitable brand and a good asset. And fuck his stupid small town football coach. Uh, Meatloaf died of COVID complications, unfortunately, not long after he was protesting vaccine mandates. And he even once told a reporter, if I die, I die, but I'm not going to be controlled. Yikes, Meatloaf. Well, he lived up to that. Listen to the goddamn scientists, people. Don't end up like Meatloaf and let your ego get in the way of you just wearing a mask and listening to the scientists and not being a weird conspirator. There's... Listen to the goddamn scientists. Get your head out of your ass. I feel like it's useless to even try to get through to the anti-vaxxers at this point, but you will get COVID and die. Simple as that. It's just a known thing now. It's been proven over and over again. You will get COVID. Omicron is not a joke. Hopefully his older fan base will wake up to this now that he has died from COVID and maybe take it more seriously and see that, you know, their leader has been killed by this and it's very tragic but it's also something that i think people can learn from so rest in peace meatloaf you were an icon we don't have to make his death all about that but please get vaccinated if you're not vaccinated already rest in peace meatloaf the third person i want to talk about is someone who actually died in a tragic um like physical accident someone a part of the marvel universe french actor gaspard uliel who was starred in Hannibal Lecter, St. Laurent, and was about to be in the Marvel television show Moon Knight starting this year that was actually already filmed, so he'll be in it post-thalamously. I I hope I said that right, but, you know, he'll be in it after the fact of him dying. So he died of a ski accident when he was going down a hill at full speed and he fell off balance and fell forward going extremely fast, hitting his head on the ground. Um, An expert who examined his body afterward compared the accident to riding a bicycle into a wall at 40 kilometers per hour. Yikes, that does not sound pleasant at all. Yuliel suffered significant head trauma and was immediately transported via helicopter to the hospital where he died uh, the day after on Wednesday of last week as a result of his injuries. Uh, One big thing is that he was not wearing a helmet which one should do when skiing, obviously. Like, I get it isn't cute and doesn't go with the whole ski fit that I'm sure he spent a lot of money on to go down the slopes looking like a like a baddie. Um, and, you know, he was very sexy, so maybe he didn't want to hide his sexy face. But please just... He should have just wore the helmet, so please wear helmets, people. Experts say he may have still died because the crash of him falling was so intense but I guess we'll never know because he was not wearing one. But rest in peace, Gaspard Uliel. He seemed like he had a really big career ahead of him. So it's a shame that, you know, accidents, tragic accidents happen like that. And I'm sending all my condolences to his friends and family and anyone affected. Lastly, in the literal obituary that I'm reading, I think it's the absolute saddest one of all of them. Um, Regina King, iconic Academy Award winning actress and four-time Emmy Award winner, the most for any black performer ever, may I add, tragically lost her 26-year-old son to suicide this week. It was, from what I understand, unexpected, completely out of nowhere. Regina put out a statement that said, our family is devastated at the deepest level by the loss of Ian. 
He is such a bright light who cared so deeply about the happiness of others. Our family asks for respectful consideration during this private time. Thank you. Regina would always say that despite all of her out-of-this-world success, that her son was her biggest sense of pride and the thing in this world that would make her the happiest. Her son was also her only son, so I can imagine how much harder that makes it and how that will leave her feeling in years to come after this. And gosh, that makes me so sad even just thinking about. Uh, And their relationship was amazing. They had matching tattoos that said unconditional love. I mean, how fucking cute is that? And on her 50th birthday last year, he wrote a really beautiful message for her. He said, to have you as my mother is the greatest gift I could ask for. To be all that you are while always having the time to be there, love and support me unconditionally is truly remarkable. The whole Marvel universe ain't got shit on you. You're the real superhero. Love you, mom. This day and every day is your day. Oh, reading that message just makes it so much harder because you may think something with like a family issue or like maybe they weren't that close. Like something on the inside would make someone do that to themselves. But just seeing that how much they loved each other and how much they were there for each other just makes it so much sadder reading that like twist the knife um obviously this is just unspeakably tragic and horrible and my deepest condolences go out to regina king and all of his family and loved ones it's always the ones who you think are doing well and you know have it all like he was uh he he put out some music for his music career and his music career was launching and going great and his family loved him and he had money so you know his fans were it was shocking like no one really saw this coming and his fans were even confused enough where they went to his twitter to try to look for some answers and his last tweets were i guess a little worrisome let me pull them up and read them he tweeted a few days before he died i don't think instagram is healthy for me then after that he tweeted you know the episode of spongebob where they go inside his brain and it's a bunch of mini spongebobs just losing their shit yeah, that one really hits home. And then he attached a picture of all the Spongebob's were running around in his head. It's just crazy because I tweet shit like this all the time. We all do. That's half of what Twitter is. Just people tweeting about their mental health and how depressed and exhausted they are. Like Twitter is really just like a, like a community like group therapy session where people go to cope. That's really what Twitter is. So those tweets weren't even that bad if you think about it. Like we're all on Twitter. There's people who tweet really depressing suicidal shit. And so no one probably texted him after they saw those tweets because they're not really alarming at all. Those are pretty mild tweets. It seems like his other tweets and social media posts were a lot more upbeat and happy all the time. Like his posts for his mom and stuff. Like he seemed like he wasn't always down and like this. It seemed maybe something like temporary he was going through. And we all wish he pulled through. Uh, It's hard to comment on someone's decision to take their own life because you never really know truly what was going on in their mind. But if he really was going through something temporary that's very unfortunate that he made that decision and i promise you if you think you've tried everything you haven't it will get better help is available um if you have someone who loves you please think about every reason to stay rather than every reason to go we want you here your feeling of hopelessness is temporary even though it may seem permanent it is temporary please get the help you need and reach out um the emergency suicide hotline number i don't know if that's what's still called but you know the n- number you call when you're having thoughts like that is 1-800-273-TALK he's another one who seemed like he had a really bright future and career ahead of him and he seemed like an amazing human being so again i'm sending all my condolences to his loved ones and his parents and 
Regina King, and this is just awful. God, right? So many people died this week. We literally just talked about four. Thurry Mugler, Meatloaf, Ian Alexander, and Gaspard Uliel. Fully feel like I'm reading an obituary. Just bad news all around. I feel like the, I feel like the Grim Reaper. And people already think I killed Betty White. So we need to stop talking about death. Can people stop dying? What the fuck? Give us a second to breathe before your next victim, 2022. 2022 is Ghostface. Scream 2022 wasn't a movie. It's actually just the whole year of 2022 anyway we do like to find a lesson in these things so what can we learn here trust scientists believe the qualified educated scientists who are giving us factually proven information again listen to safety precautions wearing a helmet for example get help when you need to please and just overall life is very precious we never know when our life will end we're not immortal so live every day as if it's your last. I've been saying like just surviving 2022 should be our goal. So if you're getting up every day and taking care of yourself and making sure you're okay and doing what you need to do to make sure you're grounded and getting by, you're doing good. on Adele because she is not okay right now. Adele is crying just as hard as I was after I heard My Little Love for the first time because she had to cancel her Las Vegas residency at Caesars Palace the day before it was set to begin and thousands of people were pissed at her. She disappointed thousands of fans who bought tickets to her sold-out show and already flew in town and spent lots of money getting to Las Vegas and their travel and planning their whole trip. Um, so why did she have to cancel this whole ordeal sources who were working on adele's show were saying for the last few days that the show's opening night was set to be a disaster because the team along with adele couldn't get it together in time like people saw this shit coming and most of the people who worked on the set apparently are blaming adele for it because she couldn't stop making changes to the production set list and running order Apparently, the show's production was coming together and about to be the final version for the show that cost millions of dollars to prepare, by the way. And Adele was unhappy with it and not proud of it. Apparently, she was having major anxiety about wanting it to be perfect and couldn't make up her mind on what that was for her necessarily. And she kept making changes. And she allegedly got into explosive arguments with her set designer because Adele was like stressing out and they kept disagreeing on how to handle the whole situation. She also claimed that half of her staff had COVID, so they couldn't even work on the show fast enough after the changes were made to get it together in time. So the whole thing was just a huge fucking mess, and all of this made her cancel it uh, last minute. And then she posted this on Twitter, where she was crying her heart out, uh, no pun intended, to her fans, kind of explaining the whole ordeal and what happened. I'm going to play the video. Hi, uh, um, listen, I'm so sorry, but... Um my show ain't ready we've tried absolutely everything that we can 
to pull it together in time and for it to be good enough for you. But we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. And I can't give you what I have right now. Um, and I'm gutted. I'm gutted. And I'm sorry it's so last minute. We've been awake for over 30 hours now trying to figure it out. And we've run out of time. And I'm so upset and I'm really embarrassed. And I'm so sorry to everyone that's travelled again. <sighs> I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, we're on it. We're going to reschedule all of the dates. We're on it right now. Um, and I'm going to finish my show. And I'm going to get it to where it's supposed to be. Now for you, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's been impossible. We've been up against so much and it just ain't ready. I'm really sorry. One, okay, so on one hand, I do respect Adele for being so passionate about her work and like wanting it to be perfect and being that kind of perfectionist type and that could be really stressful and that would totally give me so much anxiety. My anxiety would eat like I, none of us have to do something on that big of a scale. So imagine everything she's under and stuff like that. And I totally get her wanting to present that just perfect vision to people. I think it says a lot about her as an artist and the quality of the performance that she wants to give her fans so i get why she canceled and i kind of respect her for it i'm sure making that choice was super hard but on the other hand i don't really like how she went about it afterwards especially in terms of the fans and let me tell you why i think doing it the day before was really unprofessional and not okay actually and i don't i don't know if i'm sounding too harsh but I think as she saw the looming date approach, she should have assessed if it would be ready or not and called it off earlier. I get maybe thinking you can squeeze it out on time and then, you know, the deadline is looming and it's like, oh my God, like, will I be able to make it? And it's like the worst feeling ever as it approaches and then you realize you can't make it. Like we've all been there. It's the worst feeling. Um, or maybe it was like the production company who wouldn't let her cancel earlier, but whose ever fault it was not to cancel earlier it was just a horrible horrible decision and i think super unprofessional because she knew people from other countries were flying in and spending their hard-earned money on plane tickets on top of the ridic the ridiculously expensive concert tickets you know in hotels and other travel and on food and everything she didn't even refund them that like they got to keep the tickets when it is going to be rescheduled in april but she didn't refund them the thousand dollar dollars that they may have spent depending on how far they traveled for anything else i think that's a little disrespectful to fans and as an artist i do think it's your responsibility you know as they say if your name is on it you're gonna get all the blame for that so i don't know why she wouldn't do that and what's even like a bigger slap in the face is that she kept her adele store open across the street from the venue for them to buy overpriced adele t-shirts and like 99 dollar adele themed wine and bracelets and other adele merchandise and you know she didn't even give it to them for free like she didn't really do anything to make up in like the money aspect which maybe adele is just like affluent or something but i think that's a huge smack in the face to the fans like people spend thousands of dollars they that could make or break them for the month just to see you and you don't refund them like girl you're a millionaire there's no excuses not to give them back this money 
have your team contact them, get it handled. I just don't think in good conscience I could do that, but whatever. She did do something a little bit to give some of her fans something back. While they were waiting in line for the Adele store, she FaceTimed a few of them and was talking to them and apologizing face to face and crying on the phone, which I think was very stand up of her and nice. And I'll give her that. Uh, her fans or she was FaceTiming were actually being really cute and making her like feel better. And they were actually like chanting. It's okay to try to calm her down and make her feel better. Cause she was crying on the video here. I'll play it. Love you. We love you Adele. We love you. We're singing for you at 8 PM. We brought our mic. The show must go on. It's okay. It's okay if you refund me $2,000 for my travel, bitch. Like, sorry, that's what I would have said. Like, I literally would have been like, Adele, by the way, my kids didn't eat this month to come to your show and you're not here. So if you could just sauce me $200 or Venmo or something. Like, I'm sorry, but the fans who are going to see the first show should get their full refund and that's just what I think. So I kind of do get why Adele was crying and I may agree with her that she said it's she. It's kind of embarrassing for her. Anyway, what can we learn from this situation Plan accordingly. Don't let indecision stop you from completing something on time. After a certain point, you really just have to go with your gut and make the best decision for you. As a quote says, indecision is the thief of opportunity. And in Adele's case, it cost her her residency, being on time and making thousands of people mad at her. So thank you, Adele, for teaching us the evils of indecision. Well, thank you for tuning into Pop Culture University today. I hope you had a good time hanging out with me and I didn't piss you off. <laughs> and you learned something. Let's review what we learned. So listen to scientists. COVID is real. Uh, take safety precautions and everything like that. Get any help that you need and try to take care of yourself the best you can through this horrible year that we're already having so far. Truly just try to take care of yourself every single day and just get through the day. You're doing amazing, I promise. And also don't let indecision take away your opportunity from you making a decision i promise you even if it's not the best one is better than indecision so those are the lessons for the day i hope there's some value in them for you if you can just rate this podcast five star and spotify or apple podcast before you go it'd be so appreciated and thank you so much for hanging out 
I love you. Have the best Monday of your life and class dismissed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.